breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. And I am so thrilled that uh, we have Bethany Mandel with us. She is one of the co-authors of a brand new book uh, that I think every parent in America needs to read, Stolen Youth. Um, It's all about how the left's really radical approach to uh, kids has erased innocence. Uh, they're trying to indoctrinate these kids. They're trying to brainwash them, basically, to turn against anything that would be good or traditional or wholesome. Uh, and Bethany is here to discuss. We're normally talking about one of her columns, but Bethany, congratulations. I know it's been a long time coming, and the book is finally out. Yes, yes. Thank God. Thank you very much. It's, it's, it really has felt like a long time coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work to write a book. Well, let's talk about, uh, yeah, I agree with that. I've written three of them, um, and I'm not looking to write a fourth anytime soon. Um, Let's talk about the the kind of impetus as to why uh, you feel like this message of our youth being stolen uh, not only is true, but very applicable at this moment in history. Yeah, so it's funny, you know, our our publishing date got pushed back a little bit, and we were concerned that we were going to miss the moment of everyone being worried about this because... Um, you know, people have been concerned, you know, throughout COVID and, and over the last two years. And it turns out people are just growing more and more concerned. Um, this morning, I had an electrician in my house who saw my leftist tears daily wire mug and said, oh, I love that. And we, you know, got to talking about my book and everything. And um, he said, I'm, I'm about to pull my kid out of school and, and homeschool them or put them in a private school because I'm just so concerned about what they're teaching them. Um you know, I think parents' eyes were opened over COVID, but um, but you can't unsee everything that's going on uh, in our society and our culture. What are some of the ways, and I don't have a copy of it yet, um, the, what are some of the ways you've broken this argument down? I'm sure there are different uh, approaches to how the, the stealing of the youth is, is taking place. Yeah, absolutely. So my co-author, Carol Markwitz, and I, we co-wrote um, – the book and we just sort of broke it up into chapters. And so I wrote chapters on the transgender craze and the sexualization of children. And Carol really tackled the schools. Um, I wrote about sort of our media and our culture and in the publishing world, which is something I'm familiar with because I, I work on children's books also with Heroes of Liberty, um, but also, you know, with Disney. And um, Carol sort of has a chapter that breaks down the history of how Marxism has, you know, aimed itself towards children first, and this is how they indoctrinate an entire society is, is through the children. Um, but it's it's really pervasive, and I think that um, sorry, I hear my one year old in the background. More and more people are realizing that they're just they're, their children are being bombarded on all sides. Every book they pick up, every show they watch, um, everything has this underlying message. Well, and given that that is uh, as per- pervasive as it is right now, uh, there's, you know, I, I, I'm guessing that the, the trying to convince the reader that this is happening probably isn't nearly as hard as it might have been if you had written it three years ago. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that people are going to be surprised, though, at, at the extent of um, of how it's sort of invaded every part of their life. I think that the school stuff and the entertainment stuff might not be a surprise, but the the aggressiveness and the overtness probably will be. Um, but there, I wrote a chapter on um, on physical and mental health and how all of these sort of professional organizations and med schools and psychiatry uh, licensing organizations, all of these are 
um, you know, under the control of this worldview. Um, and so I, I think that, you know, parents are going to be surprised when they read uh, just how pervasive this is and, and how powerful it is. Well, there's, a, there's been a lot of institutional drinking of the Kool-Aid for sure. Um, I'm yeah. curious, though, Bethany, because that's on the American side. In Europe, you're starting to see some uh, tearing down of some of these kind of ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, even uh, Great Britain kind of bringing to an end their transgender clinic operation, which we have yeah. going full throat here. What is the yeah. uh, what, what's the likelihood that the rest of the world uh, is? I mean, that we're gonna we're gonna trail way behind, but will we eventually get to the position where they are? So, I mean, I'm normally not the person who will make the argument that there are benefits to socialized medicine. But I think in this case, there's a clear benefit that the government is realizing that uh, this is costing them money. Um, and so there is uh, there is a, an impulse there and a motivation there for them to shut down these clinics because they're costing them a lot of money. And over here on this side of the pond, um, these gender clinics are making a ton of money. Um, a lot of the sort of leaks that you're seeing coming out of gender clinics from, you know, Boston, for example, from Vanderbilt, uh, a lot of these clinic operators are talking about how much they're cashing in on every single time a child comes through their doors. Um, and, you know, the opposite is the case in England where, you know, the state is responsible for paying for all of these services and then picking up the pieces and, and detransitioning children. I mean, there, there is an incredible medical cost to transitioning and detransitioning. Um, and the clinics are not bearing that cost. They're only making money. Certainly Congress, certainly someone's got to give a listening ear to these kids that are trying to say, wait a minute, this is not the bill of goods I was sold. Yeah, absolutely. So out in Missouri, um, there was an incredible whistleblower who wrote her story uh, for the free press. And um, she's sort of the first person from inside a gender clinic who has told her story. And she submitted affidavits to the Missouri Attorney General. Um, I think that that is one really powerful avenue, but unfortunately only for people in red states like Missouri. Um, But I think that the other way that this runaway train stops is if um, people start suing. Um, you know, children are not able to give informed consent. And that informed consent is not even possible with a lot of these uh, experimental drugs and procedures because we don't know what happens when you give puberty blockers to a healthy child. This is, you know, our, one, of the title, one of the titles of the chapters is, uh, you know, kids as guinea pigs. And that's exactly what they are. We're treating yeah. these troubled children as guinea pigs. Um, and and I, I think that one of the only ways out, and I heard this from a lot of people from within the medical establishment, uh, is for people to start filing lawsuits. Well, I know that that's kind of the societal fix. Um, I'm guessing that you and Carol both give some advice to the parents that are reading. What, what's one or two things that you're telling parents uh, that, that they can do to take matters into their own hands? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think... First of all, you need to be on the same page um, with everyone in your child's life, their pediatrician, their therapist, their school. Um, and the, the most success that I, I heard, because I spoke to a lot of parents who have children who, um, who have gender dysphoria, the most successful parents of children who didn't just step back from their gender dysphoria, but also the parents who were able to then have their children treated for the underlying mental health conditions that led them down that path in the first place. 
Imagine um, that. that they Imagine did. actually treating yeah. the disease and not the symptom. I mean, it's you know. exactly. Um, they they took it head on and they said, "We will not play along with this. We, I will not call you Jane instead of Joe, uh, or Joe instead of Jane." And um, this is this is not um, this is not a real thing, and we're not going to uh, entertain it. All right. It's called Stolen Youth. It is uh, subtitled How Radicals Are Erasing Innocence and Indoctrinating a Generation. It is co-written by two of my favorite people. They're on the show every week, Carol Markowitz and Bethany Mandel. Uh, and ladies, uh, you are to be congratulated. Uh, and we will be uh, hopefully having you on the TV show on the weekend sometime here soon. But yes. uh, thanks yes. for fighting the fight, Bethany. There are a lot of parents, a lot of families that needed what you and Carol have done. And I'm very excited about uh, the fact that the day has finally arrived. Thank you, Kevin. You got it. Kevin McCullough, uh, stick around. Lots more straight ahead.